Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey, this is Jordy Collada from the Jordy Collada Show. Our podcast daily is brought to you by RMB Builders. Give Reb Bourgeois a call today. He is a custom home builder offering both new construction and can remodel in the Baton Rouge area and surrounding areas. They are licensed for commercial and residential construction. They can also handle your office renovation or building maintenance. They're online at rmb-builders.com. They're on Instagram and Facebook at RMB Builders, LLC. Rhett Bourgeois and RMB Builders bringing you the Jordy Collada Podcast. All right, welcome in to the Jordy Collada Show live on this Friday morning. Good Friday to you. Hopefully everybody out there had a good week. If you don't mind, hit that like button, share button, comment button. Shout out to our cuz Scott Schneid just sent me a picture. He's up in the Blue Mountains. Is that like Appalachia? Yes, so. It he's sounds got, Tennessee to me, right? Or the, Kentucky. Uh, he's I don't know. The show it. On, uh, and he's watching in, uh, uh, in the Blue Mountains. So shout out to him. Uh, and everybody out there who's watching, make sure and hit that like button, share button, comment button if you don't mind as we get going here on this Friday. Uh, we're scheduled to talk to Nathan Velasquez. Joe Schwartz and I were trading text messages last night as the team was heading back from Vanderbilt. He's going to try to make it in uh, this morning at, uh, at 8 o'clock. I know they got back late last night from Nashville uh, as the Tigers clinched the second place overall seed of the, uh, the two seed in the SEC tournament with the win last night in Nashville over Vanderbilt and Angel Reese and uh, Alexis Morris combined for an enormous night as the Tigers rolled. Uh, Angel Reese, of course, who is the reigning SEC Player of the Week. She's taken home that honor six times this season uh, combined uh, with, uh, she had her 26 double-double uh, before the uh, uh, before the, even the second half began last night. Uh, Alexis Morris had 21, so the two combined for 44 points last night as LSU beat up on uh, Vanderbilt 82-63 to win the game last night. So, and Ladeza Williams to, uh, recorded 13 points. Yep. That's big for her. And eight rebounds. Uh, big win. They balled. Last night. Yeah, they, they, they're getting back into uh, in, into tournament mode here as March is right around the corner. Uh, remember our friends over at Go Chevrolet. Drive us every single day. G-E-A-U-X. Chevrolet.com is where you can find those guys online or you can stop in and see them in Laplace, Louisiana where they have an awesome selection of brand new trucks down there at Go Chevrolet. G-E-A-U-X. Chevrolet.com is where you find them online and our phone line brought to you by Metropolitan Health Group. Real doctors, real solutions. Charlie Harvey, Jason Ramazan, and the crew over there at, uh, at Metropolitan Health Group bringing you our phone line. So uh, we appreciate them uh, each and every day. It is, uh, it's been a uh, kind of a slow sports time, but uh, I guess the big news is that uh, Aaron Rodgers has <laughs> busted out of, out <laughs> of his four-day in-the-darkness bender. Uh, that uh, that he has been on the last couple of days. And I guess now it's just a waiting game to see where he goes. But didn't you think the whole time we were, I mean, I did. You might not have. I'm not going to put words in your mouth. But the whole time we were talking about the darkness retreat, 
I just thought this was something he was like setting up for himself, you know, like it was like a private home or something that he did, right? I didn't know there was a, a specified place in Orion called Sky Cave Retreat where you go do this. Did you know, did you think that the whole time? <laughs> I, I never knew that there was a, I, I, I mean, I had to imagine that there was some type of like, he wasn't just going to like chill in a dark room that he like. <laughs> but I kind of thought he was. You know? I mean, like. <laughs> I figured that, like, he had done some type of research on it because yeah. like, he was talking about, like, what he expects to happen. It's a real deal thing. Uh, but there is a, there, there's a YouTube of somebody that goes five days <laughs> on this thing. And Stewie put me on this before the show. <laughs> and, I mean, it's crazy. You see my man struggling. I mean, it is. Is, it is wild to see. Just kind of the human body try to adapt to the long-term darkness and like what this guy goes through. It like says he sleeps for sixteen hours, and he doesn't know if he slept for like thirty minutes or twenty-four hours. Well, you wouldn't, right? When you yeah. wake up, like, yeah. who are you? Where are you? What time is it? What day is it? Type thing, right? It's dark. He was in a three hundred square foot area, and it had a queen bed in it, a bathroom, and a meditation mat. That's it. I don't know. <laughs> it's 300 square feet. I mean, how do you use the bathroom? Well, there's a bathroom. I, know, but I but guess like, you just know where you are. I mean, I guess you go in and kind of get your bearings, right? Like, here's the toilet. Got to live like a blind bed. person. You know? Golly, man. I mean, I'd be so worried to stub my toe. I know. You oh definitely are stubbing your toe, right? The worst. I think he. Like, uh, several times. The guy actually, like, turns over in the bed and, like, kicks the wall. It's like, oh, I know that hurt. Yeah, it would have to be small. Otherwise, you would just be wandering around the whole time. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's like, what? I mean, Green Bay has to be so annoyed by this point, right? They're uh, so tired of this. I would this. think so. Yeah, I mean, I, I would think that they're just like, come on, man, let us know. What's the deal here? Yeah. Uh, I think he ends up in Vegas. Yeah. You do? I do. I think that Vegas is the best situation. I think they're the closest and ready to win. And they have kind of all the things that he's looking for mm -hmm. yeah. you know i mean they, they checked all the boxes, <laughs> all the boxes man. for I mean, rogers and from vegas's standpoint i think rogers checks the boxes that they need yeah i mean you know they're a quarterback away it's definitely not going to be Jarrett stidham oh god <laughs> you know, i mean when you look not only in 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 the afc right now but specifically in that division who they have to play every year i mean sean payton just got there with denver kansas city and Mahomes are there the reigning world champs. The Chargers are there with Justin Herbert and a new offensive coordinator that seems like they're going to start working him out and getting him going. Um, so it's, you know, I mean, it, it, it's a place where you, you got to have some firepower under center. And Aaron Rodgers at the end of his career with a you know chance to win and reunite him with Devontae Adams um, and, you know, all of the, 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 the weapons that Vegas has built in already. I mean, I think they were they were trying to Green Bay was trying to work a deal for um, what's a big tight end Waller? Yeah, Darren for, Waller. For Darren Waller, you know, for a while while Rodgers was there like up until the trade deadline last season before Vegas locked him up. So, yeah. I mean, obviously Rodgers has been intrigued by uh, you know, some of the weapons they have and we mentioned Devontae Adams is over there and you know, his former teammate. So, um I think Vegas is or the is Jets. The team. And the, or the Jets, Jets. The Jets seem like they're you know they're the most desperate for him. Yeah, they you do. Know, like they seem like they're the ones that 
were willing to make the trade. They feel like they're close with the defense. I just the, Rogers in New York it, with the Jets just <laughs> it just doesn't make the the intrigue there is Nathaniel Hackett was his offensive yeah. coordinator in Green Bay and the Jets just hired him as their offensive mm-hmm. coordinator. So you know that, um, that's the only thing I would think. I guess that could be there. an attractive piece, you know. But I, I think they're still the Jets. Yeah, yeah. you know, Jets I mean, gonna jet. <laughs> I mean, at some point, the Jets are going to go Jets, right? And it doesn't matter if it's Aaron Rodgers or if it's Mark Sanchez. I mean, it just feels like at some point they're going to be a butt fumble in there. <laughs> Something's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like something weird is going to go on. He just he needs to make a decision, though, right? Well, I think are it's going to come. I think it, it'll be here in the yeah. next – you know, it, it might happen this weekend. Well, that's, mm. like, affecting everyone else, right? Mm. Like Derek Carr, uh, Garoppolo, really. Tannehill, Lamar Jackson. Lamar? Not really. I mean, isn't everybody kind of waiting to see what Rodgers is going to do? Nah, mm. No. I no. think that, um, you know, I mean, people understand Rodgers is, you know, he is a he is a small market. Yeah. You know, there's probably only two or three teams mm-hmm. that are really in it. I, at this point, I, I, if I'm Green Bay, it might be time to, like, cut bait. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just like, hey, man, uh, it, this has been a hell of a run. <laughs> you know, I mean, your name's going to be in Lambeau Field forever. You know, I mean, your, your number's going to be retired. Probably going to get a ring of honor. You know, you're one mm-hmm. of the greatest Packers of all time. But it's over. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just like it's this this dog and pony show every <laughs> single off season of what's going to happen and what's going to go on. I'm sure is fun for you. Yeah. But I mean, like you were, you were here. I mean, like he had a front row seat to the Brett Favre stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he had to at that time been like, come on, man. Bro, just go. <laughs> I go. mean, either come or go. What's it going to be, <laughs> man? I mean, like every single summer you're just hanging us out. Let, you know, I mean, think about Jordan Love. How yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's an like, identical situation. Like, I want to play. But yeah, I don't know if I can play. What are you going to do? <laughs> what's, what's the deal? Um, yeah, he just needs to decide. Which like, I believe I would, he will. You're pretty yeah, soon. I mean, he, he just came out of a darkness retreat, right? Shouldn't he have more clarity than anyone on earth? <laughs> I think that's where he went. That's why he went. I want to yeah. like, hear him speak about it. Oh, he'll probably be on McAfee sometimes. Yeah, he's yeah. Be on talking McAfee about it. Breaking it down. Yeah. Um... All right, so LSU basketball, women's basketball last night rolls. Big day for LSU baseball today as they open up the Round Rock Classic. This will be fun to watch as LSU is going to play uh, Kansas State at, uh, at Dell Diamond Stadium in uh, Round Rock, Texas. This is the AAA affiliate of the Texas Rangers. Uh, you see Paul Skeens again, who last week pitched six innings, struck out 12, only gave up one walk in pretty crappy conditions last Friday in Baton Rouge. He'll... Turn it around this week versus Kansas State today at 2 o'clock. And we talked to Chris Blair yesterday, and Blair will not be on the call. They'll be sending um, – it'll be Jeff Palermo from uh, Louisiana Network will be over there with Bill Frankes calling the games uh, for LSU. But, um, look, Skeens was named SEC Pitcher of the Week on Monday. He was also named one of Collegiate Baseball's National Player of the Week in his debut. Uh, as we said, six shutout innings. For the big, uh, the big righty, 12 strikeouts, uh, which is the most for an LSU pitcher since back in 2021 when Landon Marceau had 12 versus South Carolina. Uh, Trey Morgan uh, had a heck of a week after going 0 for 8 in the opening weekend. He turned around on Tuesday night and hit for the natural cycle. It was the first time the cycle had been accomplished at LSU in 13 years dating back to Mikey Ma took 2016 that's right 2010 2010. oh dang it 2010 I'm sure Mikey appreciated that you made him a lot lot younger (laughs) yeah 2010 April 6th 
2010. Uh, and you know one, one, one person who we didn't talk a lot about this week who had a really solid opening week of play has been Gavin Dugas. Yeah. I du- mean, that second base role feels like, you know, that's going to be some pretty stiff competition. Now, there were reports yesterday that uh, Tommy Tanks was taken infield, infield with, um, with the team yesterday back in, uh, back in Texas. So, um, maybe he, he's in. Yeah, so I thought I think, it was like a two-week deal. Yeah, I think that mm. he might be a little further ahead of schedule. He's a big um, guy. You know? yeah. yeah. So, you know, I mean, you've got Nippolt, who's, who's played really solid. They moved him to third uh, after getting the start at second base last week. Uh, that gave Gavin Dugas the opportunity, who stepped in and played really good with his glove, but then, of course, really shined uh, last week with his, his bat. He had two home runs. He was six for eight last week, scored three times. Uh, he had two home runs, as we said. Uh, he batted 750 in the open week uh, for LSU. So um, he, he's been fun to watch through the first couple of games. And then, um, you know, you had um, Gavin Duga, and you also had uh, Gavin Guidry from uh, Barb, who's a, a true freshman uh, that really looks the part at second base. I mean, he uh, had a really nice night offensively uh, versus Southern uh, and showed that he's got potential – uh, in the field as well. That's a really good competition at second base. I mean, it feels like whoever you go with, whoever is going to be, and this is going to be a tough decision, I think, for Jay Johnson, ultimately, when it comes down to it. If Tanks, if Tommy White is, is healthy and, and he's your third baseman, um, you know, it seems like right now uh, Ben Nippolt, who, um, <laughs> you know, transferred in kind of a weird name. It is. They're telling um, you how to pronounce it in the chat. What is, is it Nippolt? I guess. Nippolt. Or is Nipolt? it Nipple? Nipple? Is it like <laughs> I don't I mean, it's, I mean even though if you Nipple. spell it out in there, it's still like, I don't know for sure. Nipple? Give or me Nipple? a pronunciation. Knee or ni? Also, Jordy, the Blue Mountains are in Australia. Wait. Good no. Lord. Yes, that guy is watching us from Australia. I feel New like South there are Blue Wales. Mountains here too, right? Mm-hmm. Like Kentucky has like a Blue Mountain range. But what if he's in Australia, kid? He could be in Australia. To, let me, let but that's like trying to expand our viewership. What time is it there? I don't know. Okay, that's weird. Oh, Nupolt. Nupolt, Stephen says. Nupolt. Okay. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Everybody else is still saying nipple. Um, <laughs> nipple. All right, Joe Schwartz is up. He'll be here in a few. Uh, he'll be here at 8 o'clock. So Kansas State is 4-1, and one, and they've hit 11 home runs in their last five games. They nice. swept Stephen F. Austin. Cool. I haven't seen Paul Skeens. Yeah. <laughs> it would be a nice little test for Skeens here. I'm just telling you. That's where they. Um, that's where they sit. And Iowa is also a perfect. Can we watch this game today? Do we? No. Can we? I, got I don't you. know. JD I'll... said you have to go to like Pluckers or. Okay, that's right. And then there's it. like you get a streaming deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but how do you stream it? I think it's like twenty four bucks for the weekend or something. I um, give the people a little insight. Cajunomics on YouTube. He has okay. it all. That's who does it. That's the man. He has it all. All LSU baseball streams. All right. Hope I don't Good. get him taken down. But you know. Uh, Blue Ridge Mountains are in Blue Ridge, Georgia. Georgia. Stewie. Um, oh, he said Blue Ridge Mountains. See, I, all I heard was Blue Mountains. Sorry. <laughs> Blue Ridge Mountains. Georgia. You had him in Australia, Stewie. I mean, hey, look. Doesn't it seem like Blue Ridge Mountains are like really backwoods people, right? Yeah. This sounds like it would be. Banjos? Yeah. Yes. Total banjos. That's what I'm hearing right now. Spitting in the can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally like that. No offense to... Who told you that? It was someone in the chat? Yeah. No, no, no. Not in the chat. Somebody texted me. Oh, Okay. Uh, my cousin. Oh, I was name. like, wait, do you know them? <laughs> Why don't you just ask where the hell the Blue Ridge well, Mountains are? 
Are you in Australia or Georgia? <laughs> I was in Blue Ridge, Georgia this morning watching the show. So, That's cool. Uh, shout, out to, uh, shout out to Scotty. Remember Daily, we're brought to you by RMB Builders. Rhett Bourgeois and his crew over at RMB. Getting you set here for, uh, for spring as uh, if you're looking to reconstruct your house, rebuild a home. If you're looking for a new house, you can get in touch with Rhett Bourgeois and RMB Builders. they got a great Instagram that you can find on social media if you're looking for them. Uh, get over there and follow some of the projects that they have moving right now. they got new houses. Uh, they got reconstruction. they got commercial projects going on. So whether you need something done around the office or around the house, get in touch with Rhett at RMB Builders, rmb-builders.com. Remember, hit him on Instagram as well as uh, he can, uh, he can uh, help you out as you get in touch with him on Instagram uh, just by sliding into DMs. Uh, Ooh, for yeah. Slide into Rhett's DMs. That's right. Tell him you need some work. <laughs> <laughs> Those old handy jobs. Uh, that's right, man. <laughs> yeah. Got to start somewhere. Uh, the Pelicans are struggling uh, as they are uh, losers last night in Toronto, 115-110 last night. Uh, Pelicans still playing without Zion after the all-star break. And we're not going to talk about the Pelicans for a long time, obviously, because of Man. just the struggles right now. And they're not playing at full power. So it will be, uh, it'll be interesting to see how they, uh, they can kind of get it together here in the second half of the season after the all-star break uh, once they, they get back to full strength. And hopefully that will happen uh, sooner rather than later for, for the Pelicans who have been uh, struggling uh, mightily. Uh, and last night fall 115-110 uh, uh, in uh, in Toronto as they fall to the Raptors. Uh, so, uh, man, there's not a lot going on. In sports. There's not a lot going on in sports. I mean, it's just kind of that time of the year. It is baseball, baseball which we don't know enough about. <laughs> the women yeah. do play Mississippi State on Sunday. Mississippi State has an ambidextrous pitcher. I know. I watched videos of him last night. He's really good. He's pretty cool. That's what they're talking about in the chat too. Yeah. Pretty interesting. I still can't pronounce his name. Yeah, I don't understand why there. Mississippi State's so bad at baseball, and I'm not taking shots. No, I know like, you're not. If you're the national champs two years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, I mean, last year wasn't great. I mean, we lost so many people. And that's fine. Like, right. I get that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you were if you were a senior-based team that yeah. won the national championship, yeah. a lot like Ole Miss was Totally. Year. Totally normal. Um you know, there's going to be a ton of turnover, mm -hmm. obviously. But Ole Miss is ranked pretty high coming into the season, and we were, too, the season after we won and then blew it. I think yeah, we were ranked, like, there, three going in. There's a lot in. of, like, remember LSU in 2021? Yes. Was, I mean, or 2020? In yes. COVID, in their football, like, they were ranked, like, right. top three, top five in the country, and everybody yeah. was like, yeah. I know. This is not Preseason. good. Preseason. Yeah, no. I get sick of that preseason No, 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 Chase. It doesn't look the same around here. Um and I think that just comes with, like, the respect of the ring. Yeah. You know, like, the fact that you won the ring. Exactly. You'll be, like, kind of, you'll get the respect of just being in a preseason poll. Yes. Um, but after opening weekend, Ole Miss looks, you know, like, they look like they've at least yeah, they put look it back good. together. Yeah, I mean, they like look They're not going to fall off the cliff. Right. Uh, and, I mean, I don't think we're terrible. I mean, we lost a game. But, yeah, I no, mean, no, no, no. I'm, we'll I, and I'm not claiming that you're terrible. But even, like, the preseason expectation yeah, I know. around Mississippi State is not what I would have expected. It's not the norm. Two years after coming off a of natty because this is when you should be kind of, like, yeah. celebrating the fruits of that. Right. Like, you should have been able to recruit two years ago. Mm -hmm. 
And now these guys should be kind of like coming into their own. Yeah. You know, like they, they should have some youngsters starting to play a lot. Right. Um, it's but, definitely not the norm. You know, I mean, I know that it's just a, it's a very competitive, um, you know, league, obviously in the SEC and especially there with state, state and Ole Miss, yeah, right? Mississippi State and Ole Miss, and um, you know, it's a state that produces a ton of baseball talent. Well, yeah, it's you know, country. Yeah. Baseball's a country yeah, sport. Right. I mean, there are baseball players coming out of every county in Mississippi, and it's a fight between two SEC schools to get them. So, yeah. plus Southern Miss, who is great this year also and was great last year and uh they got a bunch of good players you know there are a lot of baseball schools there so um, we'll see some louisiana flavor on mississippi state too uh, yeah they usually amani larry is from do, louisiana yeah. is that southwest louisiana like barb he is from bozier city he went to parkway okay. oh north louisiana i mean another, yeah because it's I mean, usually those like colin you know some people from here go to colin yeah. and play there so it's usually they kind of get in that mix We'll There's see. a lot of junior colleges in there are. Mississippi State or Mississippi. Um, I, I still think it like BRCC is missing a golden opportunity to have a football team. Yeah. Oh yeah, I never thought about that. There's no, there's no, is there? There's no junior college football. None in Louisiana. What do they have? Which makes zero sense. They have like at BRCC. They have basketball. Okay. Do they have baseball? Baseball. They have baseball. Yeah, I have, two, I have two friends that play baseball at BRCC. Okay. Yeah. Um, where do they play? Did they, they have? They play at Goldsby Field up in North Baton Rouge where uh, the Rougarou plays. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, and then BRCC's on-campus basketball gym it's is nice. awesome. Really? Oh, man. It's beautiful. I mean, it is a beautiful facility, and it's sitting like right in the middle of the parking lot. I mean, it's... <laughs> like, it's just there. Like. It's just, like, sitting right in the middle, <laughs> right there in between Florida Boulevard and Government Street. But they've had a basketball program now for a while, like yeah. over a decade. Basketball and baseball. Yeah, Todd Foster, who was the former Christian Life coach, who had those Christian Life teams. Did at, Christian Life close? Yeah, Christian Life closed. Damn. But he coached, like, those um, those state championship teams that Christian Life were putting together in like the early 2000s and then he got the brcc job and they were pretty competitive early on i know don green had the job for a while there um the former parkview coach and now uh brock cantro is over there as the athletic director yeah that's right and he came through here and that was something that i know that they're discussing is um you know trying to revive not revive but i guess trying to establish mm -hmm. um football at brcc but i mean i mean if you think about it i mean it makes so much sense and if you're lsu it does i mean like if you're a school like lsu or if you're a school like tulane or ul or some of these schools southern that mm -hmm. recruit south louisiana like you would be like hell yeah what yeah. can we do to support that right you know like donate equipment uh you know practice field yeah. whatever it may be just to kind of show like hey when y'all get players yeah you know like make sure we're first in line yeah because, I mean, think about how many academic risks there are <laughs> in recruiting. I mean, especially out of state, that's it's probably why Mississippi has mm -hmm. as many JUCOs as they have. It's yeah. just because, I mean, you got to get these guys qualified. And Louisiana battles some of the same issues. And a school like BRCC having a junior college, they would probably be dominant. Yeah. Yeah, the, they probably the would. The only reason I would say it's kind of late is because of the transfer portal. Like, the transfer portal's kind of killed, like, that yeah. JUCO recruiting yeah. section of it. Like, you could just go get a kid from Georgia to come to Mississippi State rather than go to JUCO and get a kid that you don't know anything about. Yeah, like Kansas, the state of Kansas has a lot of 
successful junior college football. Like Alvin Kamara. Yeah. He went, went to, to Garden College. City. I didn't know that. In, mm-hmm. it was like in Kansas? Co- in like Coffeeville, Kansas. Garden City. Sorry, what? what was it? Garden City. Garden, Garden City. City. Yeah. Well, does LSU not pull from like, you know, PRCC in Mississippi? Oh, yeah. EMCC? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They pull. Uh, Those are a couple of good guys. Demetrius Bird went to Colin, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or he went to a, he came from a Juco out of it. Maybe Hines. Yeah. That's another uh, good one. Got, like uh, Cordell Patterson, I remember, was at Hines okay. Community College that LSU was in a mm-hmm. in a stiff recruiting battle with. I, I don't know if you remember. Stephen Guidry. He went Stephen to Mississippi, Guidry, Mississippi yeah, State. From Lutcher. Yep. Yep. Lutcher. And he was, a, he was an LSU commit when he went into JUCO. Left to right. go to Mississippi State. Um, so, I mean, you can, you know, obviously, you can get some – some some players and that's was was a recruiting fruit uh, was a fertile recruiting ground but I'm with you Stewie I think the transfer portal is really kind of diluted um, you know ultimately what you can get out of um, out of there uh, speaking of Alvin Kamara um, good night oh man uh, this this Kamara stuff is not good man what's the latest on him uh, well the video has come out um, from the Vegas nightclub. I heard about that. Um, I haven't seen the it. Fight is, it, it, the, 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 the video of the fight is a little confusing. I mean, there's so many people. It is a lot of people. Can we play it? Or there's a get... lot of people, but the part that's going to get Camara is that you they, can tell him. they well, were in said. an Uber or they were in, a, they were in the, the, the car leaving. And in that car, there's a video like on the dashboard recording the you know like recording the passengers and all of the the passengers in the car are like Kamara and his crew and Kamara's like I connected with that bleep on his yeah. jaw like I mean like just, he like just saw it yeah he outright he says like, it like, like indicts himself I mean it's just like you're always being recorded most likely um, yeah. you're in an uber you're in a taxi like your friends have a phone like freaking think about what you're saying but now Kamara faces charges of conspiracy to commit battery and battery resulting in substantial bodily harm, according to documents. Um, there is a couple of people with Kamara, including his manager, Percy Harris. Um, but the video of this stuff is just, it's no bueno. It's no good <laughs> for um, the Saints. It's no good for Kamara. Uh, as you're watching it now, compliments of uh channel eight news uh channel eight news yes. in las vegas like uh, so you mean like see out. like this is the fight wait where is he in it he is that's not him right there that's him right there where? walking out that's him with the braids okay okay yeah, okay, okay. rewind it let me see let me okay so now i know which, which one he is he had the orange shirt on hold up so yeah he's like, so, I mean, like, right? he's like I the first he... one all right so this is him right here like right okay the, end, the one in the punch, back? The, the one punching the person right now. Like, okay. He's at the front. That's him swinging yeah, the punches. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, he kind of gets out of it. Like, he, see, yeah, he's at the top. Yeah, he did, uh-huh. He's like, all right, I'm done. And right. The other guy's stomping him out. And he's like, all right. Yeah, I mean, he really does back off. But yeah, see the, but still. They, but there's somebody, <laughs> like, grabbing him, telling him, like, we got to go, bro. Like, well, we got to yeah. go. <laughs> That's a good friend right there. I mean, what this dude do? He asked for an autograph? Yeah, what did spur I this? I don't know if he asked for an autograph. It was something that he said to him in the elevator. And, like, 
they exchanged words and then they got into it and Kamara obviously punched him. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know what he said, but he probably said something that he might not Clearly. Or, I don't know, I really don't know. Sometimes some people are just aggressive. Let's, I mean <sighs> you know, I mean Kamara's gotta know better than that, man. I mean he's too easy of a target. I know. You know, I mean to to not understand like, man, we can't we can't do that. Oh, this is him in the car. Yeah, I mean, he's in the car, and he's, they're, like, celebrating. The, All I hear are the bleeps <laughs> coming from my headphones. So what do you think? The driver oh, has zero expression okay, on I his see. face. I see. <laughs> he was trying to talk to Alvin Kamara's girlfriend, and, like... She was like, leave leave her alone. And the dude wouldn't leave her alone. So, fighting in suit. It's always over, y'all. It is, right? It's always over the woman. It's, like, always, it's always over 100% the woman. It's, it's always. It's a strong pull we've always, got on y'all. I mean, you know, always, literally, almost ever. every fight at anything, it's every, always a anything. girl. Yeah. I mean, it's why friends stop liking each other. Like, it is. It gets deep. People stop hanging out. It really it's is. why people fight. Yeah. It all comes back to one thing. It's just the nature. Mm. It does one, I mean, one nature of the beast. thing. <laughs> Undefeated. <laughs> it really Undefeated. is. It really is, man. My mama taught me that real early. <laughs> Undefeated. <laughs> what about um, Netflix? Uh, have y'all heard about the quarterback series? I have. Called quarterback? I have. I, I have. didn't realize that was happening. Have you I... watched Full Swing? No. Full Swing is a must watch. What's and I'm that? not even a golf fan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like, it's golf? Uh, yeah. It follows. I thought you were going to say like, baseball or it, it follows like pro each golfers. week. And like I gobbled up the entire eight episode really? series. For golf? Like in almost like 24 hours. This is a big like, thing right I mean, now, Katie. Like everybody's talking about it. It's like, kind of like, why is it so dri- good? Weren't you watching Drive to Survive? Yeah. Anything? I mean, it's a lot like that. Right. You know what I mean? It's just following these specific, you know, one driver a week. Okay. You know, one golfer a week. And it's like. First off, a golfer's life is, wild. is nuts. Is it? I mean, like, it's just... Like the partying or just their uh, schedule? No, just the the competition each week. I mean, we discount and don't take into account how tough the PGA Tour is yeah. week in, week out for, like, a ton of people. You know, like, for the top 10 in the world, it's a different life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's a totally different world that they live in they fly everywhere private i mean like this dude um golly what um uh, the dude from europe who's the uh ian poulter ian poulter he's kind of like he dresses kind of like he wears like the uh the plaid pants i mean this guy has like he's got a house in england he's got a house in orlando he flies private everywhere his kids are like, you know, like growing up in this life. They're like having putting contests <laughs> on a private jet over the oh Atlantic. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? Like, but then it also introduces the live storyline. Oh, I would and, be interested in, in and, seeing that. And like that. seeing like the pressure that these guys are getting to join the tour. Like they have like, like one week they follow Dustin Johnson. Like they That's go cool. in with Dustin Johnson and Paulina Gretzky. And I mean, like they show their life and. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Johnson is a, he's a trip. You know what I mean? Like he's a, he's a big personality and he signs with Liv. Yeah. Uh, they also sign, they also follow Brooks Kepka, who is like in it, yeah. struggling mentally. Like it shows how brutal of a game 
golf is to these guys. Is this like a limited series? Like yeah, it's like you an binge eight it? episode. It's okay. like an eight episode season. You know, okay, like and season, that's it. It was like a season one. Yeah. A full swing. Are they going to um, do more? I don't know. I mean, it was very successful. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm sure it, you know, from the PGA Tour standpoint, they have to find more ways to market these guys. Yeah, you know for I mean? sure. Because they're losing, you know, personalities like Ian Poulter. He mm-hmm. goes to live in the middle of it. You know, uh, Brooks Kepka mm-hmm. goes to live in the middle of it. Dustin Johnson goes to live in the middle. I mean, like, you know, like they're losing like marquee guys. Mm-hmm. And Rory McIlroy is kind of like the PGA's knight in shining armor. Like he's the one that they're like, Rory, you can't go anywhere. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, like, and, um, you know, some of these, these, these younger guys like Justin Spieth yeah. and um, Justin Thomas, is it Justin Thomas? Uh, I think the golfer from Alabama. Yeah, I think it is. Um, I mean, like all of those guys are, are featured on it as well. I mean, it's just a cool behind the scenes look at a totally different life. Right. You know what I mean? Like a totally different life. And then there's also stories of like the competition of making it on tour. Yeah, I can't you even know? imagine. Like, what I mean, that's there's like. this guy named I believe his name's Joel David or Brad David, Joel David, I believe. And he's one of these guys that is like crazy talented. Like all of the pros are like, this is the dude. You know what I mean? Like if we could just get out of bed and swing it like this cat, it would be incredible. He's just mm-hmm. like a natural golfer, but he is a, he's a pessimist. He's a, he's a negative, <laughs> his, his head, like, like when they, the first thing he says when he sits down, he's like, there are guys that are meant to win major championships, and I've resorted that I'm just not one of them. <laughs> and, like, everybody on tour is like, bro, if you gave a damn, like, you might be Tiger Woods. Oh, that's you know? so like, weird. Um, and just to see the mental grind that yeah, it's golf gotta be a lot. is. And just, like, you know, I mean, if you don't make the cut, if you don't, if you like, you go to a tournament. They they play a tournament every week. God, you know, like they go they go play a tournament every single week. And if for you, how long? And if like, you missed it, I mean, it, it's probably season? for like eight months. Jeez. You know, I mean, it if, if you think season. about it, because they just travel like, you know, like, to, like they just beat places. the weather pattern. Yeah. You know, I mean, like right now they're playing in Hawaii and California. Uh-huh. You know, and they'll just they'll just kind of make their way across the like in April they'll play the Masters. Do most golfers? go to college, like play golf in college and then go to the pros from there? Like, is that uh, how it yeah. works? Like yeah. the, the really good ones, are mm-hmm. they all like college golfers or do some of them skip that? Like, do you have to go play in college? No, to I think be that a, good? a lot of them have to go play in college yeah. and then like, you know, if you're really good, you can leave early. Or like, like the foreigners, uh, like they don't play like college. Colin oh. Morikawa, mm-hmm. who's like the third ranked golfer in the world right now, like he left school early. He was, I believe, at Northwestern, and he's a freak. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, like these high elite top 10, like John Rahm, and then like Scotty Scheffler is like the big story during this season. He just like comes in and like starts like winning all of these tournaments, like, and like comes out of nowhere. Um, are there colleges that are known to be really good at golf oh, and I'm producing sure. golfers? I think LSU's pretty good at golf. LSU sure. is? L- LSU's yeah. pretty good. They're pretty good. But I mean, like, there's some I think like ones. Georgia, you know, like think where uh, you know, yeah, like I guess a lot that of people sense. play golf, you know what I mean? Like in, in those types of climates. Mm-hmm. Um, Katie, their season lasted 
2021, their season started September 16th, 2021, and ended August 28th, 2022. I mean, it's a year. Yeah. So you, yeah, full so year. So you play year round. Mm-hmm. There's really no season. No breaks. Yeah. No wonder they have like mental issues and yeah. are so wild, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Like you I see mean, it. Like, I mean, <laughs> you don't really get a break. It's, it, it, it is wild. And then, like, you know, having, you know, juggling a family. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, For sure. it's difficult, man. I mean, like, this guy, like, Tony Finau is on the tour, and, and he is a, um, his, his culture, I want to say, is Polynesian, mm-hmm. um, where it's built around family. Mm-hmm. I and mean, the whole thing is built around the family unit. And his wife's father, his father in law, passed away last year, and his, his wife was, you know, I mean, so tight with her dad and it was so effective for her. Like he's been traveling with his family for the last year and he's got like four kids. He takes them all with him. And he takes them all with him. And like people who are on tour are like, I can't imagine. Cause like when they fly in, they're like, just like totally <laughs> locked. You know what I mean? They're like uh-huh. locked in. Like Finau's like swinging his kids on the putting green, you know, like, I mean, he's like yeah. playing with his kids and like, He's like, I, I couldn't imagine it any other way. Aww, you know? That's kind of cool, though. Um, yeah. But then he also kind of starts to struggle a little bit. So, like, people are like, you got to find that balance. Yeah. Of, do you want to be great? Do you want to, or do you want to be the family yeah. guy? You know what I mean? It's, that's tough. Um, it's, it is fun. It, it, it was a great watch. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I'll have it, to check it, it out. It definitely then. pulled me in. And I could, like, I mean, I just kept watching. I mean, it was just. It was cool to see kind of the stories. And then, like, Rory McIlroy is the last one. And, um, man, you forget how long it's been since he's won on tour, mm-hmm. like the gap that he had and um, just the the personality that he is on tour. And, you know, how much these guys still love Tiger Woods, too. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Yeah, it's crazy. Huh? Arthur Coco says LSU won a natty in golf. Yeah, they I did. I didn't realize uh, that. John Peterson and... Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, you know, LSU's put some guys. Uh huh. You know, it is. Um, th- th- there's one right now. His name's escaping my mind. I'm sorry. Is it from Smiley, North Louisiana. Is it Smiley Coffin? No, not Smiley. Um, uh, he was here a couple of years ago from North Louisiana. He was on campus with Leonard Fournette and Alex Bregman and oh, Ben Simmons. Damn, and I know you're talking about Sam that. Burns. Yes. Oh, yeah. And God, yeah. Because uh, I remember they were promoting, like, they got the big four. Yeah. yeah. They had Simmons, they had Brandon, they had Fournette, and they had mm. Sam Burns. What a time to be on campus. That was, <laughs> right? man. That was. I mean, that was superstar power. <laughs> yeah. Superstar power. I'll have to check that out. But I want to check out quarterback. I don't think it's out yet. Yeah, I don't think it's come out yet. I, th- I think uh, they should go back to QB1, like the high school, mm-hmm. follow the high school mm-hmm. kids. Because, yeah. like, NFL, like, it's cool, but, like, nobody wants to see Jackson Mahomes. Well, it's episode. Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota. Oh, so fun. Those are the three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were mic'd up during this whole season. Oh, really? And filmed at home. Yeah. I mean, I'm super into that. So they have that. access to the facilities and stuff? I guess so, yeah. So it must be a part of NFL Films. It's being produced by Mahomes's 2 p.m. Productions with help from NFL Films and Peyton Manning's production Omaha company. Omaha Productions. Wow, yeah. everybody making money. Yeah, I know, yeah, right? Yeah, a little money in there for everybody. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it sounds like it's going to be pretty cool. I wonder why they picked Marcus Mariota. I don't know. I kind of wondered that, Who's too. Who's the three? Him and Kirk Cousins and Patrick Mahomes. Marcus Mariota, Pat Mahomes, 
and Kirk Cousins. Strange That's going to be interesting. I mean, you also had to realize a lot of these guys are private. I know. Really, really That's private. why it's so cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm surprised to see Mahomes allowing this access of the three of them. You know, he's the one that doesn't have to. Right. Yeah. I mean, he he's says, the one that can, you know, his life won't change at all. No, he doesn't yeah. have to. I'm worth $500 million. <laughs> yeah, I don't right. have to do sh- He says, from welcoming home a new baby in the middle of the season to welcoming the Lombardi Trophy back to Kansas City, our crew is there for it all. But, wow. I mean, if he's part of if he's part of the production, then I'm sure he has some oh, say-so. Sure. Yeah, I mean, like, it sounds right? like he's the brainchild. Uh-huh. It sounds like he had to sign. He, he's the one that had to say, yeah, we'll do it. Exactly. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, exactly. <laughs> And this is, look, man, this is the way of the world right now. It I mean, really is. It is. It is people, and it's what we want to see. Yeah, it's absolutely what we want to see. And, um, you know, it's behind-the-scenes access. It's storytelling. It's, uh, you know, great uh, opportunities to learn about people and learn products. That was the, the, the thing that pulled me in on full swing, was that just it, getting to realize, like, how different of a life and how – even look, th- th- there's a lot of highs of being a golfer, and if you can make it and win a couple of tournaments, I mean, your life is <laughs> really cool. Yeah, <laughs> like, it is. It is a really cool life, or at least you know from from the Netflix edition of it. <laughs> but there's also some things that you're like, damn, I didn't realize how just cutthroat and competitive and stressing and you know you go out and play golf, you know, 18 holes at the local Breck Park and you get a, you know, you get, you get a couple, you know, been out of shape over a couple of four footers that you, you, you missed. But I mean, you leave it at the course. I couldn't imagine traveling with your golf game I know. and being obsessive about like, why is this not happening now? Why is my the short Brooks game Kepka, not working? The, the Brooks Kepka episode is heart wrenching. Really? Like, I mean, it's just, he is, his mind is in a pretzel. I mean, he was on top of the world two years ago. Mm. I mean, every time he stepped out there, he was winning. He was winning major championships. He was winning tournaments all over the place. I mean, and when golf is easy like that, you know, I mean, it, the, the mental game of it. Yeah. Like, even like Scotty Scheffler saying, it was like, even when you're on top of the world, like he is, like he's winning everything, you're still waiting like, like this is, this is too good. You know, well, like, and it's just you. That's, that's the, the difference. There's yeah. no team. You know, the spotlight is on you. Everything is up to you. I can't imagine that amount of pressure. Yeah. But the no, money they make, too. I didn't realize how much The money. money's crazy. You know, I'm like, if you, don't, if, you don't miss, if you don't make the cut, um, you, you have worked for free. So, like, if you... Sure. So, Thursday and Friday gives the opportunity for you to play on Saturday and Sunday at a, at a, at a golf tournament. Mm-hmm. And Thursday and Friday's average score is going to dictate like who makes it to the weekend. Like there's going to be a cutoff line. And if you're below that cutoff line, you're out, you know? And if you're out, you don't make a penny. But a lot of these, if you make the cut, like last place is like 60,000 bucks. That's wild. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, somebody tied for like 17th place and took home like 250,000 in one of these tournaments. I mean, well, what the happens money. if you don't make the cut? Like, what do you, you just wait for the next tournament you got, you to start? Go to, you know, like get ready for next Thursday. <sighs> you know, like you got to travel a couple of days ahead to go play the, the, the course and make sure you don't miss the cut two consecutive weeks. Because if you do, whoever the sponsor is on your hat, Whoever's sponsoring, you know, like on your bag, on your chest, it's gonna be like, yeah, bro. I mean, so you just don't get paid. I mean, is you that don't like get paid by the tournament? Okay. You know, like you don't get paid to play if you don't make the weekend. If you don't make it past Friday, 
you're not getting paid at all. That's stressful. It is. That's really the only type of athlete, I guess, that's like that, right? Yeah. That you're not getting consistently paid. No, yeah, no, no. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what you learn, like, week in, week out, how stressing this is for not the people in the top 10. You know what I mean? Like, these guys are taking home checks every single week. If they miss a cut, it doesn't set them back Mm -hmm. tremendously. But there is a section of the tour that, they live or die by making the cut. Yeah, have like, to. They're not necessarily trying to win the tournament. They're just trying to make the cut to get a paycheck. You know, like this week it might be 150. Next week it might be 25. Whatever it is, got to take home money. You know what I mean? Like you can't Jeez, go and work for free. Oh, yes. That's really tough. Like, I, Brooks I Kepka is now like, like he's at a spot where he's like was winning tournaments two years ago. Like where he never even was thinking about the mm-hmm. cut line. You know, like he wasn't thinking, he was setting the cut line mm-hmm. now to struggling to make it to the weekend. Mm. I mean, it is, golf is a brutal, brutal game. Like, I mean, like when you're, when you're riding high, you're thinking, damn, <laughs> how, how could I ever play bad? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And when you're playing bad, you're like, <laughs> how did I ever play good? I mean, like, how was I ever any good at this? And you can see these dudes, even at the highest level, just battling like just and you've sold me on it Kepka, are you producing I mean, it kept just <laughs> getting married and you know, like on a lot it. of people kind of behind the scenes are like that might be his issue she's like showing him dresses oh so distraction i mean and like he's sitting there with his putter in his hand like gripping his putter like looking up at her and he's like <laughs> and he, he doesn't care i mean she's like and then i'm gonna wear this one <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I mean, he's just in a bad, yeah. bad spot. He's yeah. In a bad spot. Uh, all right. Coming up at 8 o'clock, we're going to talk to Joe Schwartz from LSU Basketball. At 8.15, we're going to talk to Nathan Velasquez as Nate is going to come in and give us a little bit on the latest on Hollywood. Looking forward to talking to Nate and catching up with him. Alec Baldwin's going to court tomorrow. Ooh. Uh, so we'll talk to uh, we'll talk to Nathan about that. He also has uh, some good reviews for us uh, coming up here. I saw something that was like, it's finally here. Like, Rust is finally back into production. I'm like, why are people acting like, yay, right. we finally get to, right? That's so strange. Like, I think it should just go away. No one wants to see that. Uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey is... That is the weirdest. Is the the review <laughs> for... Uh, Where Whose mind did that come from? I don't know. Somebody I mean, tripping on a lot of mushrooms. Tri- on something, yeah. I mean, Aaron it might have been worse. Exactly, that's what I was going to say. Might be worse than mushrooms, Coach. <laughs> Definitely worse. That That is such a bizarre thing. Uh, remember Daily, we're brought to you by Katie's Restaurant. Katie's Restaurant, of course, in Mid-City, New Orleans. Katie's in MidCity.com. Been around since 1984. Got an extensive menu down there at Katie's. Uh, they can help you out today. Look, fresh cold beer, man. Really cold beer going into the weekend. Everybody trying to get through. Uh, Mardi Gras and Lent starting. Uh, got a great Lenten menu down there at uh, at Katie's. If you're um, sticking to the the, the, the Lenten rules, uh, Katie's will the help Lenten you take rules. it. No meat on Friday, Katie. I know. I'm having a dinner party at my house tonight. What are you serving? Pork and, and pork and No, meat? it's all seafood. And it, I don't even know how I thought of it because I don't observe that. Oh, I mean, wow. I don't, I've never done that. So I didn't grow luckily, up like that. Luckily. No, I thought about it. Okay. okay I thought about okay. it. 
but I almost didn't. Like I was gonna go with beef tenderloin, uh, and then something clicked, and I was like, "Oh crap! All these people are probably uh, Catholic." School got real tough for me around this time. Me too, man. Did I they would serve be... no meat at school? Oh yes, yes. I went to Catholic school. Usually, like the catfish strip days. Yes. Wait, you know, like I, every where, was school? it catfish? Yeah. Or just um, Catholic schools? Catholic schools. Oh, or just Catholic schools. I'd imagine. Okay. Okay. Not like public schools. No. Here. Well, that, I mean, that's who's recognizing it, right? Yeah, yeah but I mean, Louisiana schools. is so Catholic yeah. heavy. Right. I would think public schools have a lot of Catholic people too, right? Yeah, Wouldn't but parents school, be mad. You can't, you, yeah, you can't, yeah, they can't, you can't like start incorporating religious rules. Oh, that's true. That's, that's why, true. That's why we're at public schools. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> private school for your, your pledge of allegiance. <laughs> yeah. Private school, they can do whatever they want. They could <laughs> force true. you to do anything. And on Fridays at my school, we couldn't talk during Lent. What? So you can only imagine what do you how mean? that would like you the whole day. Coach, they would kick you out the lunchroom for talking. Like they would, they on basically Fridays only. Wait, on at, Fridays at during lunch Lent. only, or like the entire day, everybody was at muted. lunch, like in the lunchroom. Okay, but still, what like, is that? Okay. What's what, the what, purpose of that? What are we accomplishing that? here? Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, you know, like what's that's just asking for trouble. <laughs> you can only imagine <laughs> how it was. That's asking for a food fight. Like, it really is. You're asking me to talk. Like, yeah, I'm about yeah. to say something just to get out of here. Something to rip a fart. Yeah, something. <laughs> I mean, like, so, I mean, it's too quiet in here. Like, Somebody say something. The table I sat at was with all my friends. So, sure. like, Absolutely. Coach, like, I mean, somebody's about to crack a joke only right Only one here. person has to say one thing. <laughs> right? I mean, I'm busting out laughing. What a stupid rule. And they're like, Jacob Stewart, get out the lunchroom. And I'm like, yeah. right, cool. I go eat my lunch outside. Is That's there fine. a worse feeling in the room in the world when you cannot stop laughing? No. Oh God! Like, but it's so good. It's, it's the such best a laugh. Great laugh. It's such a good and laugh. It's so funny. Yes. yes. That's the problem. I mean, it? I got so... sent to the principal's office one time for a laugh. They pulled me out of class with the friend I was laughing at, mm. and we couldn't like tears were just yeah. shooting out of our eyes, not coming out of our nose. And I, couldn't, I, mean, I looked at the teacher and I was like, I'm so get sorry. Out. Through my tears of screaming, laughing, they're like, get, get to the office. Get out. Get out. I didn't care. It felt <laughs> so good. It was office. like, I don't care. I'm going to yeah. keep going. It it felt, so it's good. so worth it. <laughs> right. Get you a good snort. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's usually like the tipping point. Yep. Yeah. You're like you're like trying to like hold it in. You know? you're like, <laughs> I'm caught. I'm dead. Teacher's just looking at you like, Get out. <laughs> it's such a good feeling, though. Yes. So, yeah, no meat on Friday. So, a seafood dinner party for my house tonight. Mm, sweet. So, yeah. are you celebrating? Uh, nothing. Just um, the majority of our house being finished and actually having people over again. Okay. It was just time to have a new neighbor or the Godfreys, and they moved back and they're in the street behind me okay. having them over, some other people. So, right. you know. Just party a queen. festive. I, I know. You know, I haven't entertained in a while. <laughs> you like to get together. I love so to entertain. Big get together. Well, I haven't been. I mean, my house has been out of commission since last summer, so I haven't really been able to have people over. Now the kids. So this is the first. This is the first for me. The kids now have had. It's a revolving door. I mean, they're back in it. They're mm. like every night they're there. It's like all the friends are coming over, which I love. So everything's all good. They're almost finished. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Two yeah, weeks. we still have a portal. It yeah, it's almost two weeks. We still got a portal in the driveway. About and two weeks, like that. Yeah, yeah we like we'll, we'll have it done in two uh, weeks. Two weeks. Well, I mean, and we're it's starting. The, yeah. We're starting the back part of it now. Maybe so. April. You know, we never know. It'll be it'll be the end of the summer before we're done. Okay, sweet. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what we signed up for, right? Yeah, <laughs> but the main inside part is done and hostable. Maybe September. Okay. You know, right. Maybe. Maybe football season. Yeah. <laughs> we'll try to have you done by Florida State. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, second hour, we're going to talk some LSU basketball. Joe Schwartz is going to be here, assistant LSU women's basketball coach. Big one last night for the Tigers. We'll catch up with him. And then Nathan Velasquez will be here at 8.15. We'll catch up on Hollywood with Nathan, and uh, we will be uh, we'll be out of here. We're looking forward to watching LSU baseball play today as the Tigers will take on Kansas State, 2 o'clock, over in Round Rock, Texas, as uh, they will be taking on uh, Kansas State. Paul Skeens, reigning SEC Pitcher of the Week, getting a start for the Tigers Looking forward to seeing the big fella roll today uh, versus uh, versus Kansas State. So uh, that'll be fun to uh, to, to watch uh, and keep up with with the first pitch at 2 p.m. Uh, all right, come back with the second hour coming your way. Uh, we'll be talking some LSU basketball with Joe Schwartz and crew. Uh, make sure and hit that like button, share button, comment button. Jordy Collada Show brought, uh, driven and brought to you each day by Go Chevrolet. All right, welcome back here to the Jordy Collada Show, driven and powered by Ghost Chevrolet, live on this Friday morning. Appreciate you being here, starting your weekend here with us. If you don't mind, hit that like button, share button, comment button. As uh, Looking forward to our next conversation. As uh, LSU basketball wins last night on the road versus Vanderbilt, 82-63. Where the Tigers shot it last night really good, 51% from the field. They shot it 31% from behind the line last night. Did have 13 turnovers. I know that's something that Coach Mulkey doesn't like to see on the stat line at this part of the year. We're going to talk to her, one of her assistants, Joe Schwartz, who's back with us here in studio as a late night flight and an early morning interview. I know those don't usually, mm-hmm. uh, those usually don't vibe. So we appreciate you seeing us, bro. Good to see you. Uh, Good to this see. Morning. Good to see y'all. Yeah. Um, late night flights are fine. I'm used to it. I don't get a lot of sleep as it is, especially yeah. this time of year. Yeah. Pull that thing up to you. Don't be scared of it. Um, get right in there. <laughs> How was last night from your point of view? Um, it was good. There's a lot of things that we did really well. Um, I think in the first half, getting back to that defensive mindset um, and rebounding. And then in the second half, you know, we let them score 40 points. Um, it just, we're so close to being a really, really good defensive team. Um, there's a lot of things we did well in the first half. Um, one of the things that we chart are kills, so three stops in a row on the defensive end. Um, and the idea of that is you get a stop, go down and score, get another stop, go down and score. That third one, that's that's the kill. That's when you really have your foot on the other team's neck and you can put them away. And the point of these kills um, is to expand leads. And last night in the first half, we had six opportunities to get kills and we didn't capitalize. And a lot of those times they hit threes and Vanderbilt's a team that shoots a lot of threes. And when you are playing really hard on the defensive end and scoring on the offensive end, um, you score four points or five points and you have a chance to keep holding the defense to no points on their, or yeah, Vanderbilt's offense to no points on their side. um, It's kind of demoralizing when they throw in a three or bank in a shot after a really good defensive possession. But then there's other scenarios where we might have gotten two stops in a row. We go down on the offensive end and then have a live ball turnover and they get a wide open layup. So it's like you're completely just taking two steps back because you're not focusing on what you need to do on the offensive end, giving them a live ball turnover for a layup, or 
you just got to tip your cap if they hit a tough shot. But the idea of those kills are to separate yourself and really build a big lead to make yourself comfortable for late in the game. Not saying that we're going to be able to get up 20 every game. I mean, it's crunch time now. We've got one regular season game left, so um, you're fighting for your life. And all these teams that we're going to be playing from here on out, they don't want their seasons to end either. So um, I think taking a little bit more pride in our defense in the second half is going to be something that we focus on. Um, I thought we were pretty good on the offensive end. Obviously, things we could clean up a little bit. Probably need to shoot it a little bit better from the free throw line. I think we were still under 70% last night, 68 69%. But um, all in all, I think pretty good game. Um, we, we've got some, some tired kids right now. Um, I think Sunday is going to be a fun one, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, closing it out, regular season. Closing it out, regular season. Not the last regular season home game. Um, little interesting tidbit here. Um, I was talking to Jordan on the way over here. Um, last night, Tennessee played South Carolina in Knoxville. Um, and I think up until last week, South Carolina obviously leads the league in attendance. They've got probably the biggest arena, and they've built that program up forever. So set them aside. Um, we have now passed Tennessee for home attendance oh, wow. Wow, um, awesome. in conference play. Wow. So um, look at that. I think Two I years. think that's going to be that's huge. Something to oh, highlight uh, moving forward because it just shows how quickly one icon can change a community, can change a program, and there's still a lot of work left to be done. So. Um, Let's pack that place on Sunday. Mississippi State coming in will be senior day for the mm-hmm. Tigers as mm-hmm. uh, they are honoring a group. What's that What's that group been like, the senior class? It's been uh, very special, to say the least. Um, all different types of kids. Um, you got Ladeja Williams, who is a transfer from Missouri. Um, she's kind of the oldie in the bunch um, from a physical standpoint and a literal standpoint. Um, she's the one in the training room all the time. Her body's always aching. Um but she's been great this year. She's been a real good piece in the locker room. All the girls love her. Um, and then you got Alexis Morris, and everyone loves Lex. She's kind of sixth or seventh year senior. I'm not sure what, <laughs> what year she's on right You're now. Right. Um, she's Simone. Yeah. She's, she's just the type of kid that you want on your team. Um, she's, she's real special in many aspects, on the court, off the court. Um, then you take Jasmine Carson, another transfer from West Virginia, um, who, I mean, as of late is starting to get yeah. back where we want to see her. I mean, yeah. going into March, it doesn't hurt to have an extra weapon behind the arc. And we've known all along that Jazz could shoot the ball lights out, but she's been pretty solid on the defensive end. Um, and as teams start to scout us for the SEC tournament and the NCAA tournament, um, it's nice to have – another team have to respect the outside shot, which takes a lot of pressure off our inside game, which as people probably have watched our games, our inside inside game has been where we've been very successful this year. Um, and then you have Emily Ward, um, a local kid, um, a coach's kid, and she's probably, and, and this is coming from a walk-on, um, she's probably one of the most full circle, all around, completely bought in, happy, never complains about anything kid that I've ever been around. Um, She understands the game of basketball. She understands her role. Um, She, I don't think I've ever seen her upset about anything. And I've I mean, I've seen the kid cry one time, well, two times last year, 
on their scene on senior night for the kids that she played with um Jalen Cherry Kayla Pointer those girls and then this year um we were doing a relay race in practice and they were running full speed and <laughs> she got kind of bumped into tripped head first into the wall wow. may or may not have gotten a concussion but her face is red tears flowing but she's still smiling so you've got a kid that she's tough as nails um, she's never going to let you know if she's hurt. She's never going to let you know if she's upset about anything. Um, but yeah, we've got a special group. And, um, even though it's not the last home game of the season with yeah. it being the last regular season home game, um, that LSU facilitates, I think it's, it's something that five o'clock on Sunday, no football going on. Baseball's on the road. Um, no excuse. Go get some crawfish before the game, mm-hmm. drink a few beers and, impact that place oh yeah man no it's a great entertainment what, what y'all have put into the public more than anything is a very viable option mm-hmm. i think it, what people don't understand is that everybody's got options out there and to look and see that place have fifteen thousand, have mm-hmm. 10 12 000, 8 000 regularly that are coming out and support that's i mean people are making choices that that's where they want to be and i think it's you know a lot of it is because of the product on the floor it's a fantastic fun entertaining product to watch Definitely. I, I tell a lot of my buddies, because um, I've got a lot of friends that work on the men's side. I've got former teammates who are playing overseas right now, um, Spain, Turkey, Indonesia. Um, and it's three, four, five o'clock in the morning where they are, and they're tuned in streaming our games. And they're like, dude, we had y'all have more fans at y'all's games than we had when we played at Texas. Right. I mean, it's something that when you come to a game at the PMAC, you're trying to figure out how you're going to get tickets to come back mm-hmm. because the product we put on the floor um, and the atmosphere in and of itself. I mean, we've gone to some different venues this year on the road, and it just – these three letters I thought were special, but as you go to these arenas – and I'm not just talking about in the States – in the United States, we went to the Bahamas. We were in Puerto Rico last year. Um, this year in Hawaii, we took over an elementary school. All the schools or all the teams in the tournament were able to do a community service day at an elementary school. And the night of our second game in Hawaii, there were probably 200 elementary school kids all wearing LSU stuff. And it just shows you how powerful of a brand LSU is and how special of a place this is because when you see fans all over the world repping these three letters it kind of gives you chills for sure joe schwartz joining us here lsu women's basketball coach assistant basketball coach going into sunday's game uh for senior day all right angel reese and alexis last night from a scoring standpoint really dominated combined for 44 uh what are you seeing from those two game because it seems like how they go really kind of dictates a lot of, of the tempo of, of the program right now. Where, where do you see their game heading into March? I think we needed that from them. Um, Angel's been playing really well as of late. Well, really all season. 26 double-doubles mm-hmm. is unheard of. Um, Alexis has she's kind of been sneaky playing well. The, the scoring hasn't really been her main thing. She's been scoring, but uh, a lot of assists, um, getting people involved. Um, but I think it's pretty obvious that Lex has a chip on her shoulder for this final lap, so to speak. Um, 
we were talking last night um, on the plane. She wanted to watch some film, and she don't want this thing to end. And we've got, I think, a maximum of 10 games left if, if you were to add it all up. We have one against Mississippi State, three in the SEC tournament, and then six to win it all. So you, you have a maximum of 10 games left. But what I said, I said, Lex, on the flip side, you've got a minimum of three. Mm-hmm. So you play Sunday, and then you only have two games guaranteed after that. So really, and, and this is something that Coach Mulkey has talked about with Alexis, is you're the author of your book, and the final chapter is being written as we speak, at least from a college standpoint. Um, and she's had such a great career. Um, she's been all over the place. She's kind of had her resurgence here at LSU, and I think it's going to be really special what we do in March, and it's going to be led by your senior, Alexis. Um, Angel's kind of filled into that role as a captain, um, but we've got other pieces, and yes, Angel and Alexis carry the team quite a bit, but we can't do it without the role players, and um, I thought last night from a defensive standpoint, seeing Flage Johnson um, just – locked down a fifth-year senior for Vanderbilt. Um, She had some great plays in transition. Um, There's little things that you don't see on a stat sheet that kids do that really excites a coaching staff. Um, I thought Kateri Poole played really well last night um, and has been playing well as of late. Poa um, has been playing really well as of late, hit a shot early last night, rolled her ankle, she'll be fine. Um, Didn't play in the second half um, just because of that ankle, but she was walking fine. and then Samaya Smith, another freshman, true freshman, who, I mean, that kid's going to be a force to be reckoned with moving forward. Maybe next year, year after that, um, she could be where some of those South Carolina girls are, talking about post-play. Wow. Um, she can elevate. She has a quick jump, um, and her second jump's even quicker than the first. She's got great instincts. She's a great shot blocker. Um, and so Alexis and Angel, yeah, those are – it's, it doesn't take a genius to figure it out. Those are our two main pieces, but it's one big puzzle. We've said it since this summer. Our, our theme is piece it together. Um, we've been able to piece together a pretty awesome season, but here we are year two, um, finishing second in the league. We really haven't done much besides win 26 games. We're, we're trying to win championships, and even though we didn't get the regular season championship, um, we still have a chance to win a tournament championship, and we still have a chance to make a run in March. So. Do you pay attention to seeding at all? It's human nature to. Yeah. You try not to. Um, it's interesting to see how the committee actually does what they do because on one side they tell you strength of schedule doesn't matter and we're going to base it off net. Um, they'll tell you the AP rankings don't matter. We're going to base it off something else. Um, I did see last night they came out with um, the new top 16 rankings um, or seeds. They've got us as the first number two seed, which give us whatever seed you want, um, but it just make it make a little bit more sense. Like how I've seen Utah play. Utah's a great team, but Utah loses to a ranked opponent and drops four spots in the AP polls, but gets the last number one seed. Mm -hmm. Now there's a lot of basketball left to be played. I think they still have to play Stanford, but – then you take a team like UConn, who has been riddled with injury all year. Still a great team, great program historically. Um, but are they really a number one seed? Mm-hmm. I know they have them on the two line now, but um, as of last week, they had them as a one, and they lost to an unranked team and have been in three really close games 
to unranked teams. So it, it's kind of confusing how the committee is going to decide it. I know our strength of schedule hasn't been great, um, but looking at some of the games we've played, you can't tell me that Ole Miss should not be in the top 25. You can't tell me that Tennessee shouldn't be in the top 25. And the fact that they're not even receiving double-digit votes in the top 25, yeah, it's weird. It's, I mean, it's just crazy. Um, but if we take care of business on Sunday, um, have a good showing in Greenville next week, um, we'll, we'll take care of what we need to take care of. And that'll put us in a good position come Selection Sunday. Um, I really hate how they've taken away the other two regionals this year. Um, mm-hmm. I think that kind of takes away from the March Madness experience. Um, I think two locations is just – it's brutal. I mean, yeah. there, there's something to be said about – having your full bracket with four different regions. You don't have to worry about the other teams. Um, when I played for Coach Smart, um, even though we didn't win any NCAA tournament games, um, I remember that first tournament that we made, we walked in the locker room and there was he broke it down into a four-team region. Uh-huh. So right. that's what you're playing for. And luckily that four-team region is going to be in Baton Rouge this year. Uh, we're going to get those first two games at home, um, and the goal is to get out of that region and on to regionals. And then when we get there, you reset, you refocus in another four-team region. And then, you know, it comes after that, mm-hmm. Dallas. So the goal now, I mean, we'd love to go to Dallas. We'd love to go to a Final Four, but there's a lot of work to be done. And we've put ourselves in a really good position. Um, but as far as seeding goes, we know they're not going to pair us with South Carolina just because yeah. SEC. Um, and other than that, we've watched a lot of film. Um, we've watched a lot of games live. Um, anyone's beatable on any given day, um, including South Carolina. I agree. South Carolina's been taken to the wire um, by Ole Miss. Tennessee played them real well last night. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get to watch much of that game, but I think Tennessee was up in the first quarter. South Carolina went on a big run, was up four at half, and then starts the second half on a 17-0 run. And that's the thing. If you can limit South Carolina's big runs, which – Sounds a lot easier than actually doing it. Um, They're beatable, but everyone knows there's a reason they haven't lost a game this year. They've got six really good seniors. They've got more size and depth than anyone. Um, But put us on a neutral site and see what happens. Absolutely. Great job up to this point, Coach. Great win last night. Thanks for waking up and getting in the studio with us this morning after last night's late flight. Remember, Senior Day coming up on Sunday for LSU Women's Basketball will be the last regular season game that you'll have an opportunity to see in the Maravich Center with the Tigers involved. And it'll be the last time that LSU's running the event in the Maravich Center. After that, it'll be NCAAs with LSU on the floor. But Sunday, 5 o'clock, tip-off, Mississippi State, Senior Day. Should be a beautiful weekend and a great way to end it and close. It'll be in the Maravich Center with all of us watching the Lady Tigers Go for a uh, go for another win in the SEC. Great to see you, Coach. Thank you as always. Thank you. One, one last thing I will add um, to the students because it's kind of been my role the past year and a half, two years, um, as far as getting students and um, those type of fans to the game. Big thank you, number one, um, because there's a lot going on um, during the week on the weekends. I know the students are always busy. Um, But for the seniors especially who probably had a year and a half taken away of their college experience because of COVID, um, I think it's real special to see how we've kind of bounced back from that and been able to pack the student section. That's been real special to our girls. Um, And as 
a senior who's in college now, if you haven't experienced a game at the PMAC yet and you want to see one last regular season home game, um, it is our gold game. Um, every every fan's supposed to wear gold. Um, I just say experience while you can because as a former college kid who um, still loves sports, you're not going to get these days back Mm -hmm. and you're going to look back in a few years and say, Oh, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. Um, So Sunday's a great opportunity. Um, Hopefully you haven't had much stress this week. It was Mardi Gras week. I know they didn't have school. You probably have spring break coming up. So um, give your, give yourself a reason to have some fun on Sunday. Um, It'll mean a lot to our girls. It'll mean a lot to our staff. Um, There's going to be a a very, very big crowd on Sunday. Um, It's something that, we're going to be pushing. It's something that the girls deserve. It's something that this community deserves, and the students are a big part of that. So um, it's not a desperate plea to get students to the game, but just come out and enjoy it because it's the last last one of the regular season. And then once the postseason comes around, we'll make sure the students have their seats reserved, and um, we'll keep the PMAC rocking in the best home atmosphere in the country. Uh, five o'clock Sunday. Uh, a lot of compliments on your suit game, Coach. Mm-hmm. Killing it, bro. I appreciate it. It's it. it's not just me. It's it's everyone else on the staff. I mean, it, it's got to be kind of competitive. <laughs> I mean, it's, I feel so. I'm like, what if somebody showed up looking like me? Oh, please. <laughs> like on the staff. I mean, oh, not please. like like with the clothes because I don't. I just like I I wear the same thing every day. I mean, is Starkey kind of like? Fella, I, I don't. What do y'all want from me on this? I mean, Star, Starkey, Starkey, and, Starkey, and Johnny, Starkey and Johnny are probably the two best dressed from a formal, just ah, complete business. Business, business professional. Yes, yes. business professional. Yep. Um, I, but last night I will say, so Eric uh, Vanderbilt's gym did not have air conditioning. Yeah, Memorial which is amazing. absolutely what? unheard of. Absolutely. Why? Great question. The, S- the SEC gets forty nine million a year, and they can't <laughs> yeah. put an air conditioning. Oh they don't even have a softball team, coach. What it's, are they doing with all it's that? It's awful. Money? I mean, and we don't normally complain about stuff like that. Like my high school gym didn't have air conditioning. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I'd still go in and score thirty a night. Like it, it was mm-hmm. awesome. But for a Power Five <laughs> SEC team to not have air conditioning in their in their gym, and it's a nice gym, and they've got nice locker rooms, they've got nice weight room, nutrition, everything. But then you walk into that big auditorium type gym and there's no air conditioning even johnny he said before the game he said i tried it i tried it in warm-ups i'm taking my blazer off <laughs> so last night was a little bit more casual um from that aspect but um sunday we should have some good outfits and then moving forward into the tournament you mm-hmm. hope you get to wear seven eight nine ten more outfits have so. you worn anything twice no no uh you know. haven't okay nope <laughs> yeah. nope, nope. Can't, Solid, can't repeat. I learned that from Jennifer. Jennifer said, do not repeat outfits. People you know. can't. Everybody's looking at you. Everyone's taking looking. your photo. Sometimes in the non-conference, you can get away with it if you're not yeah. on TV. But mm. the problem at LSU is every game is either streamed or on national television. So mm. um, the you, pressures. You've got to bring it. And then yeah. when you have problems of a top three program, <laughs> then when you have your boss dressing yeah. better right. than anyone, right. um, now she plays that down a lot. Like I don't know what I'm wearing. I, they just they just <laughs> lay it out for me and I put it on. That I mean, is, is that true? That is a hundred percent true. It's been like that for a long time. Um, my mom actually used to help with some of her clothes back in the early days when she was at Baylor, um, and now people just bring her clothes. So does she not care about fashion, or she just? Oh, she absolutely loves. She fashion. loves fashion. Loves fashion, okay. but but she just trusts other people. She she does, but it's gotten to a point now where she has so many options. We were on the bus 
on the way home from or on the way back to the hotel from shoot around yesterday and she turns around and looks at Jennifer and she said so and so is trying to send me a suit I told her to, to call you and um, organize all that and get it to Baton Rouge so we've got people sending her sweaters sparkles mm. sequin whatever wow. and her closet I think the advocate did an article yeah. on her closet um, and it's like, I think last year Kramer went into her closet one time and was like, Mom, you're wearing this um, for the Missouri game. And it was the black with the kind of firework-looking sparkles on it. And um, it's kind of turned into a game for her. Just yeah. whatever she decides she's going to go with. Um, I really don't think there's any rhyme or reason to it um, as far as what she decides to wear. Um, Coach G has really helped me this year from a fashion standpoint. Mm-hmm. You know, his G's wife, I mean, he completely – outdid himself yeah. um, his wife has great fashion sense his wife actually played basketball with Daphne at Georgia Tech wow. so you got a little connection there but um, we'll go on the road and, and coach G I'll, I'll bring like two or three options on the road and G's like alright wear this wear that but the funny thing is <laughs> I know we probably have to wrap it up soon no you're good bro. for the Tennessee game it was a wide out and I sent G what I was wearing he said don't, all he said was don't wear that I was like, what? Oh, he he never tells me that. And I'm like, no, I have to. It's the only white I have. Well, I show up in it, and he's wearing something that looks almost exactly the same. And he was like, that's why I told you not to wear it. But, um, you know, G's kind of been like an older brother to me just because yeah. he's been around for a while. We kind of come from the same – both played college sports. I didn't get to play pro sports, but we both love the game of basketball. Um, he's one of the most down-to-earth guys I've ever been around he just lives and breathes basketball and recruiting especially, um, which is eventually where I want to get. You can't really open up a book one day and say, here's how you recruit women's basketball. Um, I lived through the days of AAU high school ball, so I know all the high school boys coaches, all the AAU boys coaches, but as I've gotten over to the women's side, and this is year two, you have to start to make those connections and learn how to recruit on that side and I think it's it's good to have kind of a mentor like G, and then you have someone like Johnny who has been on staff with Coach for a long time, someone like Bob Starkey who's been on both sides, um, men's and women's, for a long time. Um, it's, just, it's just special what we have as a staff um, and, and what we're building. And even yesterday, about 30 minutes before the bus was supposed to leave, G, G sends me a text, what room were you in? And I was like, 1731. He's like, all right, well, my steamer's not working, and I really don't know how to steam my shirt. <laughs> Tiffany normally does it for me, so can you steam my shirt? And I was like, bring it up. So I steamed it for him, and um, he's just we, – we've got a unique staff. Yeah, we've got a do, really man. unique staff. Um, it's a fun staff, and it's a staff that has gotten to experience a lot. And for G and I and Shantae, three, three of the newer ones, we really haven't gotten to experience too – the big time, the Sweet 16s, Elite 8s, Final 4s, what the other people on the staff have gotten to experience. So I'm um, really hoping that we've got something special for, for the next three to four weeks. Feels like it. Feels like it. Keep it up, man. Thanks for coming in this morning. Thank you all for having me. Joe Schwartz, LSU women's assistant basketball coach. Remember, 5 p.m. on Sunday, Tigers closing out the uh, regular season home schedule inside the Maravich Center. Uh, we'll be back. Nathan Velasquez, driven and powered by Go Chevrolet. Welcome back here. Jordy Collada Show, driven and powered by Ghost Chevrolet. Hit that like button, share button, comment button if you don't mind. We appreciate you being here live on this Friday. Driven and powered by Ghost Chevrolet. 
Thanks to Joe Schwartz from LSU Women's Basketball for stopping by. Ladies going to close out the home regular season Sunday versus Mississippi State. 5 o'clock tip-off. Expecting a big crowd. Should be a good way to end the weekend if you're looking for some entertainment. Stop by and see him. Nathan Velasquez stops by with us every Friday. Looking forward to getting back to our conversation with Nate Dog as he joins us from New York City here on this uh, closing out the week on this Friday. Nate, good morning. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. You know, this is like the 10th time this month that I've heard about this full swing thing that y'all are talking oh, about yeah. a few seconds back. So no, you haven't I, watched I, like, it. Everyone, I haven't watched it yet, but everyone has told me about it. They know that I'm into Formula One. I've mm-hmm. watched a few seasons of the Drive to Survive thing, and they're like, they're doing the same thing now with golf. I like, I've heard a lot about it, and it's, uh, and didn't y'all say they're doing like they're doing it in the NFL now too? Right? They're doing yeah, it in the NFL. They're doing it with quarterbacks. It, it, the, the 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 full swing is it's gripping because it just gives you really good access. I mean, it takes you with the whoever the story is that week. You're with them. Mm-hmm. You're going home with them. You're traveling with them. You're seeing the just the, the the lifestyle of a professional golfer. I mean, we see them Thursday through Sunday, and you got to get to see them throughout the entire week behind the scenes. I honestly would not have even expected that this whole like Netflix in particular is following athletes in detail to kind of start elevating all these sports that are going on. Like uh, I think we talked about it a few months ago, ESPN had to pay for the Formula One licensing. Like it went up like two hundred and fifty percent because Netflix made wow. Drive to Survive so popular. I know that there's I don't know a ton about golf, but I know that Liv is making it very difficult. Um, for some people, at least they're making some people sweat yeah. in the PGA. So it, it makes sense. I would have never expected, though, that that is uh, a development that would have happened. And the live storyline is huge in full swing. Like, I mean, it's all over the place. It's cool to see, you know, just the the emphasis that live is and the pressure, like you mean, like like you said, putting on the PGA. It's weird. It's weird. Also, just the amount of money they make. Oh. I know that. I know that. Like racers, for one, make an insane amount of money. The amount of money some of those coaches make, but man, those golfers to almost be like an island. Yes, it's that's weird. You're that your, part's weird. You're your own corporation. Uh, all right, Nate. What? Uh, let's see here. We got a we got a good review that we're going to talk about here with Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Um, but <laughs> let's, let, let's start here with the theaters. Uh, AMC yeah. is starting to take a little bit advantage of some social media game here, and they're go, they're doing some uh, charging extra on Patreon. What, what's what's going on here? So theaters have been back in full swing for a while. Like this story, there was even a story that one of these award shows that's going on, Steven Spielberg went up to Tom Cruise and was like, thank you, man. You saved the theaters. Like Top Gun now is like the thing that did it last year, got everyone back. Like during the pandemic, everyone was like, oh, is this the end of theaters? But last year people started packing out the theaters. It's been a positive thing now that everyone wants to go and see something that they can't see um, on scale at home. But AMC, I don't know. I feel like they stepped in it now with this announcement that they made. Now there are going to be tiers, pricing tiers for the seats that you want. So when you go to AMC now, you can sit for regular pricing kind of on the sides if you want one of those aisle seats, you know, regular pricing. Um, but if you're going to want a seat closer to the middle, um, that kind of like that tri- that triangle view that you have there, that the great seats in the middle that kind of fan out towards those front rows, that's going to cost you um, about $2 extra now. So oh, around the country, it's about $17 now if you want to sit in a good seat. Uh, but the good news is, though, if you want a discount overall, if you want to pay cheaper overall, you can sit in the very front row, and they'll take about $3 Ugh. off of your ticket if you do that. 
this feels, I don't know if they're kind of just testing this out, but this sounds like a very stupid idea, especially after there's been so much momentum on cocaine. Uh, bear is out this, this it's out today. Came out today. That's going to be a movie that people are going to want to get. I feel like there hasn't been a movie like that in a while where everyone is going to go and want to see something that is that stupid, maybe with a group of people. It right. feels like the type of movie that's like, let's just get a group and let's just go see it. Like yeah. there's no pressure. We're not going to, you know, it's going to be a fun, stupid time. Even if it's bad, we're all going to get a spectacle of it. Um, but they're rolling this out right now. It seems Scream 6 is coming out. That's going to be another movie that's kind of like that. I kind of hope this fails. This feels uh, kind of stupid. This feels pretty stupid. Uh, I Am Legend 2 is also getting greenlit or has been greenlit with Will Smith and Michael B. Jordan. What do you expect of this flick? I am excited for it. I, I really liked I Am Legend whenever it came out. The, the weird thing about this is that they are going... Um, it's, I don't want to spoil I Am Legend for anyone, so I won't say what, what the ending was. But they're saying that the second movie is going to um, be based on the alternative ending to I Am Legend. So for everyone that has seen I Am Legend, and you're wondering, I'm a little confused by hearing that we've got a, uh, you know, a, a second one coming out. How are they going to do that? The answer is um, the alternate ending that came out back like a year after on DVD, whenever I Am Legend came out on DVD. Uh, that is going to be what they're basing the sequel on. And I cannot remember another time where that actually happened. I feel like it is a ballsy move for a studio to be like, yeah, we're doing another movie. Um, and if you're wondering how, it's because uh, you have to go back to the DVD or go on YouTube and look up the alternate ending to the first movie. That's what we're basing the sequel on. It's, it's just weird. weird. I, weird. I cannot remember another time that that's ever happened before. Just money, right? I mean, they're, they're seeing too much money on the oh, table. Absolutely just money. But I wonder yeah. how much they actually thought about that with, like, if, if Will Smith, because he's the executive producer on this, obviously. He's just in the room and he's like, I, yeah, I'd, like to, I'd like to be in the second one. Didn't we, didn't we kind of send something, didn't we put something on YouTube out like in 2010 that was a scene of me kind of like saving the day? It's like, yeah, let's do that. That's, we're doing it based on that. That will be good. We'll be good. Uh, so it's just strange. It's just funny. The, uh, the hubris of some of those decisions. Speaking of hubris, uh, Alec Baldwin is uh, confirming for the first time since being charged that Rust will continue production here. Uh, we've talked a little bit about this, but now that it's been confirmed, what is your thoughts? And then Baldwin going to be in court tomorrow. So it, he actually, on the whole, like, legality of what's going on with him in those proceedings, uh, yeah, he was charged officially with manslaughter, facing 18 months in prison. He actually waived the right of the trial that was going to be done today. Um, the, a bunch of people said that the reason for that was to make it seem like this is not that big of a deal. Um, I guess he still hasn't seen how big of a deal it is, but eventually maybe that wave will crest and, and he'll get that. But, yeah, I think the biggest thing ever since he was actually charged was, is this movie going to happen? Because, like, in December they said the movie's going to keep going, but then the charges came out in, in January. So it was like, there's no way the movie's going to happen now. But all of the tastemakers, uh, the Hollywood Variety, Deadline, they came out with uh, the statement about, well, about two weeks ago, with the, this very weird vibe of, like, oh, finally, the, uh, the Rust movie's going to happen. We're finally going to get to see it. No one knew about this movie before this this shooting happened no one would have cared about this movie alec baldwin has made like two other movies with this director and they are like the vod trash that you would have to go on some weird maybe like tubi or something one of those streaming services that you don't have right that you've never heard with movies you've never heard of rust was going to be one of those movies but now the industry is like congratulations hooray we're going to get rust what a what a what a triumph that we're going to 
no one no one was ever going to see this movie um that fe- that part feels so slimy mm-hmm. the like we're gonna put this out for four bucks in about nine months and i mean you know that it's going to make money because yeah. it's going to be like well what what yeah. the hell who did it? but the whole all the press name is like we have to honor the cinematographer's legacy that's why we're doing this it's just uh, like, I, yeah. I doubt that right. i highly doubt that yeah, right. it's just it's just a little nasty the sympathetic hollywood <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Alcohol, just on the stands, <laughs> right. like we just felt. I, uh, yeah. The only thing that made me cry more than someone, you know, accidentally firing that gun, <laughs> was that this movie wouldn't be finished. Sure, and I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that to her legacy. It's uh, so weird. Winnie the Pooh, um, Blood and Honey is being reviewed right now at the Five Minute Critic. Nate, what uh, what do we think here? So yeah, so it's out for those of you that don't know the Winnie the Pooh story. Uh, Disney didn't actually write that. The uh, characters are in the public domain. They have been in the public domain for a little bit. So from a legal perspective, as long as if you want to go out and make a movie about Winnie the Pooh, as long as it doesn't look exactly like the way that Disney draws Winnie the Pooh and all the Winnie the Pooh characters, you can go out and do whatever you want with those characters. So this is our first iteration of Winnie the Pooh outside of the whole Disney lore. And yeah, it's Blood and Honey. The story is that uh, Christopher Robin went to college Kind of, you know, kind of like Toy Story, went to college, um, was no longer playing with the childhood friends. And so the childhood friends then um, kind of forgot the ways of humanity that they had learned and eat Eeyore. This is kind of like the opening, so I'm not giving anything away here. Um, they, they then resign their humanity because they've done this terrible thing because they were going hungry one winter. And then after years, they then vow, because Christopher Robin betrayed them, they're now going to go on a bloodthirsty rampage of killing as many humans as they can. Wow. And look, first of all, we're not we're not talking about like compare this to Shawshank Redemption. The movie gets two stars. But for what this movie's trying to do, it's going for shock value. It's going for can we see Pooh? This one just follows Pooh and Piglet. Can we follow Pooh and Piglet and give everyone this shock value of seeing these characters go, you know, bloodthirsty through the forest? And the movie's very funny. It is the type of movie that if you put it on with your friends, it's going to be a, a, a ton of laughs, um, unintentional laughs, but. I will say the movie is, I liked it a lot more than I thought it was going to. It is stupid, but um, particularly the beginning and the ending, it does kind of reach a moment that's like, huh, I did not expect there to actually be, um, I didn't think they'd be able to pull it off as much as they do. Still, it is not a good movie, but it is better than I thought it would be. And I would say even maybe worth $2 to rent it at some point if you kind of get a group of friends together. The more impressive thing I think about this movie is that it was done on a budget of a hundred million dollars? Uh, sorry, hundred million dollars. What I'm saying, a hundred thousand um, dollars, and j- it's been in theaters for just a few days. It's made three million dollars now. Wow! So fantastic job to the crew that got such a return, and they've confirmed there's going to be a second one now that involves all of the uh, creatures from the Winnie the Pooh stories. So is this going to be able to kick off a franchise? I don't know, but the first one has done such good business that um, the movie does kind of suck with a few um, gory upsides if you're into that type of thing. But the movie is a success for the people that made it, which is I'm just good for them. Good for them. <laughs> Nathan Velasquez, the five minute critic. Find him on YouTube and you can catch him here every Friday on the Jordy Collada show. Have a great weekend, Nate. Y'all too. Um, all right, there he is, Nathan Velasquez. Make sure and follow him on YouTube at the Five Minute Critic. City Cafe bringing you that conversation. City Cafe, BR.net. City Cafe, where good friends meet, where good friends go to eat. 
Appreciate you closing out your week with us. If you're looking for good food for the weekend, stop in at City Cafe, including Sunday brunch, 10 a.m. over at City Cafe. On the corner of O'Neill and George, O'Neill is where you can find them. If you want to see the menu online, check them out, citycafebr.net. Over 100 years in business. Good shows this half week. Thanks for being with us. Happy belated Mardi Gras. Happy first Lenten Friday <laughs> is that to a you. Thing? I don't know. Belated Mardi Gras. <laughs> I feel like it is a thing, Katie. Yeah. Happy seafood day. It's Happy the best holiday. Only eating fish day. Uh, you got any? You, you gonna do the tearaways today? Um, I don't have anything on under okay. this. Well, <laughs> that would be really uh, weird. You gotta, you, gotta, you gotta have something on under there. You could have some shock value walking into a meeting. <laughs> well, who's gonna tear away my pants? You are. They're checking in the game. That's the reason for it. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're not tearing the That'll so, good. Get in. <laughs> that would be crazy. Uh, have a great day. Hit that like button, share button, comment button. Go Chevrolet driving us. <laughs>